Test, test. Yep. We're live. <laughs> Good evening. Yeah, it is the evening. It's, it's not. Our, it's our first nightcast. Oh man, <laughs> dude, nightcast. Salty episode dogs. one. Salty, <laughs> do, salty dogs podcast in the dark. D, D didn't even late wait to night. get introduced. He just jumped late in. Night, late <laughs> night. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna, "We're on that late night tip with that, the salty dogs podcast." Yeah. 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 Welcome, welcome. Kind of like space goes coast to coast. You know, space what I'm goes about? coast to coast. Yeah. You ever watch that? A long time ago. Yeah. Was that on com, com, what? Cartoon What's, Network? No, is it Nick at Night? Nick at Night? <laughs> I think so. No, it was Cartoon Network. It wasn't yeah. Adult Network? It was Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Yeah. Adult Network. Adult no, Network. no, 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 no. <laughs> not, hey, listen, no, not the adult. I was adult. about to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, y'all, don't go, go, y'all don't go look that up. Adult, <laughs> adult Swim ne- is a thing. You don't want to look at Adult Network. <laughs> oh, shit. What are we doing? Yeah. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's truly yeah. last of the Brohicans up in here. We've got <laughs> Pastor Dion Gates. Yeah. One of my favorite dudes. Hailing all the way from South City. (laughs) South City. South side. Yeah. Yeah. Rough side. It is rough. Pastor Dion Gates. Uh, Yes. Young young Pastor Gates. Yes. I am young. Thank you. We love Pastor Gates. I love him. Let me do the official introduction of Pastor Gates. How about that? Yeah, go ahead. Can we do that? Yeah, show Yeah. Yeah. We got the bio and everything. You got the bio. Weighing it at. (laughs) Weighing in at. A solid, a solid uh, two hundred three, uh, weighing no, it at a at a swole two twenty, <laughs> at a swole two twenty. Yeah, well, hey, you got to see this dude in his uniform, man. Mike Tyson, he looks like he's about to knock somebody way. out, bro. Yeah. No, I wish I could. though. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I wish I would be like Mike Tyson, knock. Yeah. Oh, knock people out, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. like early, yeah, early Mike Tyson. You don't want to be late. Yeah, season. late Mike Tyson, <laughs> <laughs> not with a tattoo. No. Mike Tyson without the tattoo. Yeah, on the pre face. pre tattoo, not post tattoo. Pre prison, uh, yeah. Pre prison, yeah. Pre prison, Mike was no. A I'm gonna even man. go with a pre. What's his, what's his ex wife name? Uh, I don't know. Robin Gibbons. Pre Robin Gibbons, Mike Tyson. I didn't even know he had a wife. Yeah, yeah. Pre. Pre cannibalistic endeavor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gas. gosh. Come on. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Pastor Dion Gates. <laughs> this is too much. Well, was that your Tyson so impersonation? If, that was the best one I could do. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're still with us at this point on the podcast, yeah, you buy like their money. I'd off. like to officially introduce uh, uh, Pastor Dion Gates. Uh, I don't even know when I met Pastor Dion. I think I met him through Benny. It must have been up in the north side when mm. we were doing a. Doing a uh, what was that barrio bash or something? Is when you uh, guys came out there? Yeah, right. That was it. Yeah, yeah and right then, off of Twenty First Street. And then Abigail and and Dion were out uh-huh. there, and you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I remember, and you guys uh, back behind the church. You guys did yeah. the uh, the stuff with the things. You did the yeah. stuff with the things and the whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just somewhere along the line, like was Pastor D and I started having lunch over at Dempsey's, and <laughs> things kind of got out of hand. <laughs> And uh, now we're kind of friends, and now he's on the podcast. Oh, but man. yeah, pastor of Mending Place at, at South City, City right? Yeah. That's yes. still the official. That's, the, that's official. I'm abbreviating it now, just calling it Mending Place. Mending Place, yep. or the MP. The MP. Yeah, the MP. So tell yeah. us just a little bit about who you are, what you guys are doing down there. Uh, well, we've been I've been pastoring the church now since uh, 2009, and uh, we just had our eight year anniversary. Uh, we've been, we were the Ocho. Yeah. Big eight. Right. So we're excited about those two snowballs coming together. And so we are, uh, just getting started really, in my opinion. So we, uh, we just got, went from being mobile to being stationary. And so some of you may know how that is being mobile, but, uh, we were just tired of moving, but now we're, we're there in the, in the community. We want to make some real impact down South and, uh, make some noise for Jesus down there and, and uh, see what happens in that neighborhood over a long period of us being there. Raise the roof and give yeah. the woot for Jesus. That's a, that's a tough neighborhood, man. Yeah. Extreme. City. Yeah. Used to spend a so, lot of time in there. Oh gosh. Not the yeah. good, not the good kind. Not of the man, good kind of time. Good time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you said you, you guys are eight years old and you're just getting started. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. That sounds like a, that sounds like a heart statement. Not a, yeah. Yeah, you know it's not like strategic. That that, that yeah. statement wasn't strategic by any means. No, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been having a launch yeah. team meeting for about eight years now. <laughs> so we're about to pull the trigger. You know, we were just really priming the neighborhood. Right. We're just really just it. waiting for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So tell me about that. Uh we we have just been in the process of uh 
you know, we've been, there's a lot of prayer that went into this and uh, getting us where we, where we are, you know, uh, ultimately at all our strategy, uh, I think this move came about by kind of the topic that we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, one day in our staff meeting, mm-hmm. uh, we had staff meeting on Mondays and we were there about to conclude the staff meeting. And I had just been thinking like, Lord, what do you really, what do you really want to do? Cause I started sensing that we were, we had plans, we had our, our outline of what we were going to do and how we we're going to do it. And we were coming along nicely. We were saving money. We were doing some things that, that we thought we needed to do so we could take the next step as a ministry. But I started thinking that people were getting kind of complacent, thinking that we had the plan. You know what I mean? Like it was our plan. And if we work our plan, then we would be successful. But it wasn't really, mm. God wasn't in it. And so I prayed a bold prayer. I just prayed a prayer like this. I said, Lord, do something in us that only you could get the credit for. Amen. So just to remind the people that it's not us, but it's him, you know. And, and don't take that as a strategic prayer and just go utter the words. No, no, no. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, I... People I, will do that. Yeah, I paused for a couple of minutes. Just, it, I mean, in the, in the as the meeting was telling off, like, do I say this? I'm feeling this. I'm thinking this. But is this, you know, just don't want to pray something just because it sounds good, but... Uh, I got a phone call the next day uh, from uh, from uh, Pastor Jay, and he said, "Hey, you know, we hear you guys are doing Saturday night services. Uh, we I'm over here in this building at this place, and uh, we don't at this mending place. at mending place. Yeah, we're here at, at uh, we don't we can't reach our community. What do you think about coming over here and and doing everything out of the church? Mm. I mean, it was just just like that, just like that, and it was, and it and it still encourages me today. But the prayer really, I think, was the one because I asked for it. I, I mean, I had to get into a place where I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, and you know, and really, I it, it felt weird because my I feel like my name was on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. after the fact, I prayed it. I realized that it was his name was on it. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so yeah. that's cool, man. So yeah. you met Pastor Jay through Uka, right? Yes, I met him one time before we. I met him one time. We talked for like three minutes. And uh, then he called me after that prayer saying that he was up in the middle of the night. He couldn't get me out of his mind. And boom. How about that? Mm. Yeah. That's how the Lord works, my friend. Yeah. That's what's up. So good stuff, man. So we've got uh, Pastor Dion, and we asked him what he wanted to talk about. We always, we like to give, sometimes we like to give people the option about what they're going to talk about. And, and sometimes we tell them what they're going to talk and about. And sometimes yeah, we just good. tell them, yeah. and they That's leadership. <laughs> that's right. That's leadership one on one. So Pastor Dion, he said, yeah. he uh, he he hit me with an interesting one. I'm always interested to hear what people want to talk about. He said, oh, I want to talk about vulnerability. Yeah. And I was like, well, you're going to have to tell me just a little bit more about what you mean <laughs> yeah. what does that about mean? that. So yeah. um, I I think I asked you to to maybe phrase a question um, or give yeah. a statement that can kind of be a jumping off point. And um, and so if you want to either give us that statement or ask the question. Or give us a scripture, and uh, it'll help us dive in. Yeah, we're going to be. I'm. I'm just going to keep it pretty short on the scriptures, but I think Proverbs uh, three, five, and six is where I really want to start off. Uh, just read this passage. It's very familiar to a lot of people. Scri- scripture simply says, "I'm reading King James, but whatever version you got, uh, it's going to be. It's going to do it right. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths." And that's really been kind of where my focus has been when I, I, I sent that to you about just uh, wanting to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Uh, I think I sent that to you on Facebook, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Pastor Jason. Just, yeah, you shut it my way. Okay. The question that I asked you, so I'm trying to pull it up right now. But as we as we think about that, I started thinking as myself is like, uh, what are some limits that I have? What are some limits that I really have in my life? I think the question I sent you was, are there weaknesses that we see within ourselves, a limit or a launching pad? Do we see our weaknesses as either a limit or a launching pad? And I really, uh, to be honest with you, the question you asked about us becoming stationary and getting an actual home really was a pivotal moment uh, for the ministry as of as of late. I mean, we were only eight years old, so this is one of those big moments that... Uh, I had to get vulnerable in. I mean, we had strategy. Like I yeah, said, we yeah. were we were leaning to our own understanding, mm-hmm. and so really, ultimately, uh, we weren't vertical. And 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 yeah. so let let me just chime in real quick. Yeah, just because I had this thought cross my mind. It's that 
that initial statement. So I asked, you know, what do you want to say about vulnerability? And then you took us to the scripture, lean not on your own understanding. You know, oftentimes I try and figure God out, right? Mm, I try, mm-hmm. it's, I, I feel like, okay, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. I feel like this is right. I feel like the Lord's leading here. Mm-hmm. And they sing, you know, I've got a connect the dot page in front of my face and I start trying to connect dots. And yeah. I'm like, oh, look, it's a pig. And the Lord's yeah. like, no, yeah. Yeah. no. Big, big difference in seeing God the way you want to see him and seeing him for who he really is. Huge difference. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that we all do that. And that's a subconscious thing. You know, that's yeah. one of those things that are deep down inside that you got to, that you got to yeah. deal with and be conscious of that, you know, to be caught. And I prayed this just this morning. I was like, man, like, it's so, it's funny that we're talking about that. Like real, I want, I don't, not the way I see you or I want to mm. see you, but mm. the way that you are, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. two separate things. You know? Well, it's vulnerability in that sense is admitting, I don't know. <sighs> Come on. Right, that's lean not on your own understanding. Yeah, you I literally have to make the statement, "I don't know," and that's hard for leaders. I mean, that's that's hard Dude, for anybody. I'll tell you what, but it's really hard for people who say, "I'm going to lead you. I'm going to move you from one place to hey, another." Yeah. God is with us. Yep. <laughs> hey, Pastor Dion, if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're doing and where you're going. People aren't going to follow you. Yeah, right? Isn't that what they say? That's what they say. Yeah, that's what so, they say. Who? And I'm I'm just going to tell you, uh, to be honest, whether I'm leading or whether I'm just walking with him. There's been more days than I'd care to probably admit without first talking about vulnerability and being honest and say, listen, I don't know. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just, and that's a vulnerable place. It's scary, especially for men. I know there's some gender, uh, there's gender specific things that go on with vulnerability, but specifically, I think for men, I think, um, especially what the scripture says, we're supposed to be the high priest of our homes. We're supposed to be leaders. We're supposed to be the head of the head of the church, head of our, our wives and, and love them as Christ loved the church. But all that's done through vulnerability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that is not what we get taught in culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what we get taught as men. No. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not, Hey Jason, if you want to be successful, like, you know, you're, you're in this ministry, the Lord's put you here. Um, you know, he's yeah. raised you up. Um, you know, you got to be vulnerable. It that that's not one of the things that somebody <laughs> coaches me in. No, right? They, you know, I get coaching for leadership, and they're like, "Well, make sure you write out your schedule mm-hmm. and write down your goals, because mm-hmm. if you don't write down your goal, well, then it's not." Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying like this. No one ever said, "Hey, you need to stay vulnerable." Man, because I think the room would be empty. Because when you start talking like that, I know, I know, men would would not want to come to. Hey, let's have a Bible study about vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, that's like... It's like, oh, you uh, mean I got to tell you all my, you know... Yeah, that's kryptonite. I got to be emotional with you? Yeah, yeah, right. I got to... Does vulnerability equal emotional? It doesn't. It doesn't. I think that's a good question. I don't think you have to shave your chest hair to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? (laughs) Give me your man card. (laughs) Yeah, just take it. You You can still stay scruffy and and be vulnerable. You could still be a man and be vulnerable. I think... I think more Casey, you can keep your scruffy McGruff look. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you yeah. as I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, right, you can yeah. keep that. Yeah. Casey still climb trees. Yeah. Casey's scruffy, I mean, man. He's rough around yeah. the edges, bro. Yeah, I like it though. You know what? Climbing. You know, and I, this is what it's funny you mentioned climbing trees because I mean I love climbing trees, but uh, and everybody <laughs> See, knows that's a real man, right? But vulnerability, right. man. And I'll tell you what tree tree climbing has taught me about vulnerability. Um, and this is what I wanted to talk about in this scripture. And this scripture, believe it or not, when I was in quizzing way back in the day in, in Church of the Nazarene, like this is the one scripture that stuck with me through my entire life through quizzing, you know, and uh, trust <clears throat> and to trust in something so much bigger than yourself. And especially when you can't see it, you know, mm-hmm. and that is vulnerability, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. to when we, when you, tr- even when you try to defend uh, yourself to people about, you know, with God and God doesn't need us to defend him. But even when you get in those conversations and people think that, you know, that, I don't know, like they have no idea what kind of strength in that kind of vulnerability it takes mm-hmm. to, to wake up every morning like that. But what I wanted to say about trust um, concerning that is if, you know, when we tie in, when I tie into a tree, mm-hmm. my rope is tied to an anchor point, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to trust that anchor point with, mm-hmm. with everything, literally my life, yeah. you know? And so 
when I'm talking to God, sometimes he, this revelation had come upon me. Well, that anchor point, man, if I'm not trusting in that anchor point, then I will not perform the way that I'm, I'm supposed to perform to me. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, um, not, uh, I want to be, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Worrying? I'm overthinking. I'm going to be worrying. I'm going to be overcompensating. It's going to be work. Yeah. What I'm doing oh, is not, yeah. what I'm doing wow. is, check this out. What, what I'm doing is going to be work yeah. to me because yeah. I'm not trusting completely now. And then I find that the, in those times where I'm fearful or I go up in the tree, cause there's, there's days when you get up there and you're like, dang, man, that's a long way down, you know, and, <laughs> or it's a crusty tree or whatever. But if yeah. you're not trusting, I find in those days that it is more work. It's yeah. more effort. It's yeah. more strength on me to do what I'm doing mm. rather than on those days that I'm completely trusting okay. everything that I'm doing. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden the creativity comes out, yeah. right? The free flow flowing comes out. The, the freedom of that, of doing that comes out because of the trust of that anchor point. Right. Right. And so when we're, when I'm not like, that's the main thing I wanted to say, if I'm not, if I don't have complete trust, well, then it's work. Do you feel like you're more creative though? I mean, like, the, you're you're big you're in your risk taking you're more creative when you trust your anchor point in yeah. that setting well and that's the thing about <clears throat> that's the thing about climbing it's it's so it's it's user it's whatever whatever you make it you yeah, know what i mean and that's right. what the most incredible thing about right. it and everybody has their own style stylistically you know but like i said when i'm when i'm holding on to the tree for dear life yeah. because i don't trust what i'm doing yeah. then yeah. then i'm yeah. not gonna then it's work yeah. but yeah. then when i'm swinging around dude i'm swinging around hitting these <clears throat> awesome switches or hitting these great swings like you know yeah. just having a, having fun because i'm not worried about what's going on up there i'm trusting that completely i'm having fun i'm doing i'm operating in that and right. operating in the creativity oper- operating in the free flow of that, you know, I love that man. It's deep, That's man. A good, These are the kind of things analogy. that I'm learning when I'm up there, man. Yeah. Like it's just, gosh, dude. But that was my bit on trust. He's not just posting Instagram pictures of no. his tie-ins. No, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> which is what he does a lot. I do yeah. that a lot. It's like, it's like, oh, Casey posted a pic- uh, picture. Oh, it's just a rope and an anchor. It's point. another tie-in. Yeah, yeah. It's another tie-in. <laughs> and I mean, well, trust, <laughs> trusting, man, trusting. <laughs> Man, trust is such a huge, even that, yeah. and we, you know, to skim over all oh, trust in the Lord with all mm-hmm, of your heart, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of it. No. Yeah. The whole thing. See, that's what I'm saying. You're, I think you're just doing a great job. I think of making this, this something that anybody can t- testify to understand. I get it. I understand it. It takes vulnerability to stay vertical. Yeah, it just it just takes it to stay vertical. There's no. So what do you mean vertical? And well, the scripture here says lean, not, and I think that we we oftentimes are leaning or crutches instead of our faith. They're crutches that we lean on so that we won't have to trust completely in Him. And so uh, our leadership leans, our relationships lean. Uh, I feel like that we've got leaning positions on even whether or not we believe the scripture sometimes, uh, or we, or we'll profess them openly in front of people because it'll make us too vulnerable. Hmm. I think, so we've got crutches and I think that we're leaning. We got like, you know, the old V8 commercial, you remember the V8 commercial (laughs) where the guy is like, have you had your V8 today? Your vertical, have you had had that? Have you had that today? I, I'm just saying. I think there's some people out there that if we could see what we look like spiritually, yeah, we look yeah. like we haven't had our V8 because oh we're just like we're just trusting in ourselves. We're leaning to our own understanding, and it keeps yeah. us from staying vertical. Yeah. So would you? I I had a thought. Would you say that there's a difference between leaning and standing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the scripture doesn't sure. the scripture doesn't even allude to the fact that we can actually stand on our own understanding by its nature. If we try and stand on our own understanding, the best we can do is lean on it. The best we can do is lean. We can't even stand. I I think it, I think it goes back. And so when you're leaning, you're off kilter, you're, more likely to fall completely. You can you're get not, tipped over. You're not in a ready position you're to not. defend, even. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're leaning. No, you're not. Yeah. You, you don't can't. have a center of weight. There's no balance. Yeah. No Correct. balance in your life. Dude, right? How about that? No Correct. balance. Yeah. Cause you can't stay vertical. Well, I think the unbalanced portion, you ever had like someone say that their hip, they've got like a hip out of joint or they got like the back problems or whatever. And they, because of one problem, it's then made oh, things yeah. messed yep, up. Yep, yep. I really started thinking about this and this, this whole thing. And, and so in first Corinthians or second Corinthians chapter one, uh, verse 24, it says that by faith we stand. So, so yeah. all this, all this, I, it, you could say it's double mindedness. You could say it's, uh, it's, it's fear. 
You know, it's it's that 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 vulnerability place that we say, do I really go all in or can I give him ninety eight percent? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is 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 ninety seven going to be okay this time? You want you, you want to hear a mind blowing thing that Jeff that Jeff Jewett, we just met him in the parking lot. He yeah, told me what he wanted to tell, talk about. He tonight. said not to give him credit. Uh, no, I'm going to give him give credit because this is no, this is incredible. This is going to blow your mind. He to, literally told me this. He went to a trip to St. Joseph, right, to see the total eclipse right. in totality. Okay, right. Totality. And so here in Wichita, ninety six percent, right? Yeah. There was a hundred percent, and he said the difference between a hundred percent and ninety six percent was night and day. <laughs> wow wow he said literally a hundred percent he said the stars came out everything was oh like gosh. at 10 o'clock at night yeah. the stars came out yeah. and he said here it's just a little bit right but that was 96 yeah. percent and he said literally the wow. difference between totality a hundred percent and 96 percent is night and day is night, night and day. day that's mind-boggling i told that's you that's a good word Dude, so to lean on your heart, lean on, lean not on your own understanding, but to trust the Lord with 98% of your heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm or 96% tell you, of your heart. Let me heart. just be honest with you. And I'll just piggyback on what he said. Thanks, I went Jeff. out, I was at work and I went outside and I wasn't impressed no. because the sun is so powerful that even at, even 4% even of 4%, it, it was so bright. It was like crazy. And I was like, well, what am I standing out here for? I mean, like, I was like, okay, so what? But I didn't realize why people were traveling to those two complete blackout zones because it was in that moment. And what you said, it makes so much sense. The 3% difference seems nominal, but if it means the difference between having huge, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It's that huge. little bit. It's huge. <laughs> With the hands and you everything, man. Wow. I can see that. Wow. That's amazing, dude. Wow. That was a, I mean, so, I, that, that crushed me with that word. I was like, so, whoa, man. Yeah. Like, so, that's incredible. Yeah. That's crazy. What if the Lord spoke to you and said, Casey, you, you've been trusting me with 98.2% of your heart? Gosh, man. What's you know the, what I mean? What's, what's the in between there? You know what I mean? Like Dude, what's, there, yeah. what could be? What what's the possibility? You yeah. know, inside of that two percent, there's yeah. Uh, what is there's the possibility? There is night and day difference in, in that, of possibility too. in that two percent. Yeah, but of you, all of it. But Casey, you're hitting it though, man. And I think that's the two percent. You know, I'm glad we're talking about these small numbers because we can understand how small the difference is between having this unbelievable and Experience. then having that fearful. Yeah you know, anxiety field experience that we don't trust our tether point, you know? Right. I mean? And so you hold back, you hold back, man. I Cause it's a fail safe. And, and, and so the, the hand with which to grab that 2% is yeah. named vulnerability. It is, man, it right. is. I mean, I think I'm, I'm just, just going to say that that's, that's powerful. Man. Boy, we're going out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we ain't talking about 2% milk, dude. We're no, talking we're about talking 2% about, of your life. We're talking dude. about just ain't that, that portion. And I think that everybody's been wow, there though, man. right? Where we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Mm -hmm. But are we all in? And I think that vulnerability factor, it's just something, I think we need to be safe with it. So what I was saying initially, we need the vulnerability to stay vertical. But I also see vulnerability as our vehicle though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really feel like it's the vehicle that we are going to get to our victory in. So if, if I were to say, and I, I, we were going to talk about Noah, and in Genesis chapter 6, the story of Noah, I think, is so appropriate for as we're talking about, like, what's that incremental piece that makes us really get where we, we really want to go in life? Okay, so we're standing, or we're, we're trying to stand, but then in that time where God is transitioning us, how do we really get to that next place? I'm standing, now I'm walking, I'm taking a journey, I'm taking a trip uh, with the Lord. And and God is so cool that he shows us in scripture how when Noah built the ark, he gave him the blueprints and he already built vulnerabilities into the blueprints that he gave Noah for the ark. So we know boats, right? I mean, boats have normal sails or, or a mast. They have... yeah. A stern and a bow. A stern and a bow, right? Yeah, they got deck, a, a yeah. rudder. Yeah. Uh, as, no, normally, boats have like an anchor. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll have um, some some system of propulsion, uh, something to, to navigate with. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, modern boats, we'll have something. Uh, but God tells Noah to build in Genesis chapter 6. He says, I want you to build the ark. He says, I'm going to give you the blueprints. You do the building. And he builds all these vulnerabilities into the boat, already knowing that Noah 
was going to take this trip, but he didn't want him to control anything as God was delivering him from this place of violence and corruption. Just float along. Just to go, right? You know, I'm going to do something. You're going to help me with it, but you're going to build your own vulnerabilities into it. And you won't be able to control where you're going, when you're going to stop, how far you go, how fast you go. I see. I see what you did there. It took me a moment to catch what you're doing. It's just a floating box. It's just, that's all it is. Well, how am I going to steer it, Lord? How am I going to take, you know, don't worry about it. You know, can you imagine? It's like God putting you in a car and saying, there's no steering wheel. Yeah. It's just, well, (laughs) it's like Elon Musk putting you in a Tesla. Yeah. Right. right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. Because I mean, this is like the biggest, the biggest. No, but I I see what you're saying there. Yeah, that's insane. I've never even thought he about it. Him, there was there was no nothing. no sail, no rudder, no no nothing, no steering wheel. He's got nothing, no, man. No guidance point. Nope. How do, what's GPS stand for? I don't know. Somebody global positioning. What was global it? positioning system? Satellite. Something, or something. like that. Go yeah, places system. Go places. <laughs> I like that too. I'll take it. I'm, I'm sure there's a Christian out there with some sort of God acronym. God puts yeah. Uh, yeah, seasons or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make a bumper sticker. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. So, it within the within the plan, within the plan, God built in what was vulnerable. He built. Yeah. In. So, so his plan for like, hey, here comes the waters. I'm going to build you a boat. Oh. Of course, Noah. I don't think they had boats, right? There was that was the ark. Well, the first I don't boat? think I don't think it was the first boat, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I think that they never it seen definitely one was the big. last boat for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's true, right? Like, listen, it wait. might not have been the first, but it was definitely the last, <laughs> last at one point in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know where he got drunk. He was he couldn't handle the stress of not yeah, knowing what's going on, on, man. Yeah. No, Ooh, man. he had to calm the nerves. It down. was absolutely like, what is this going to look like? Yeah, I mean, who? How can you prepare somebody to say that? Hey, you're going to be the only people on earth. <laughs> I mean, <I'm> just, yeah. <laughs> like you, like okay, yeah, I'm trip. okay with that, right? Yeah, like no, it's you like, know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, I just got off of a boat with no steering wheel. I need a beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The first thing I'm gonna sow is plant some seeds, some grape seeds. I'm planting grape seeds right away, right? Oh yeah, he did. He had wine. I'm sorry. Yes. No, oh, but I, I, I am, I am convinced when I look at the story of Noah, though, that that is a, a just a very small perspective, uh, a microcosm of the macro that God really wants to do in our lives. Well, if you think about that, that. And and for everybody who wants to build their thing, right? We want to build our stuff. We want to build our kingdom or we want to build our, our name, our legacy. We want to build our family. We want to build anything that you want to build. And and if you're going to say that God put his name and his stamp on it, he called you to do that, then he's going to definitely build in vulnerabilities, which means it's good. This is the good thing about that is that he's already built in. He's already built the ark with your imperfections in mind. Mm-hmm. He's already built your vehicle with your shortcomings and all the things you mess up with and all the things you don't get right and all the things you, you're you down on yourself about. He already built it with that in mind because he sees the end from the beginning. So your vulnerabilities are not a stopping point for him. He just builds them into the whole process, right? Well, Jesus said, my power is made perfect in weakness. It, <laughs> Come on. I mean, you know, you and know that's I mean? the episode, folks. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, that mic dropped this. Yeah. I just wanted, to, I, I think people don't think that, though. They think these guys, these are superhero, superheroes of faith, that they had all this. He knew, okay, so God knew that Noah would want to control, that Noah would try to navigate, that Noah would try to stop when it got too seized, got too choppy. You know what I mean? If you ever went on a journey somewhere and you got the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, you ever went somewhere and you didn't, you can't tell up from down. You can't tell if I'm going east, west, north, south. I don't know where I'm going because there's no markers. There's no landmass that tells me I'm doing, I'm making any progress even. Yeah. You know, it all looks the same, you know? And so he's in this place and God is saying like, I know how you are, not because you're knowing we're just going to dog you, but I know man. And so yeah, I know how man gets when he wants to even protect his family. <laughs> So, you know, I'm going to do this. God, I can protect him better than you. So, the Lord, so Paul says, so I boast in my weakness, right? Yeah. So now he says, I boast in my weaknesses, yes. but it's man's inclination to try and cover up his weakness, right? And yeah. compensate for his weakness. That's that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. So here's the real reason why we don't like the vulnerabilities, 
because we're ashamed of them. Yeah. Mm. There's shame there. There's shame. Oh, God. So shame says, Stop stay it, small. Stay small. You don't know. You don't mm. want to do that. You don't want to go on that trip because everybody's going to know that you don't have it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And really, I, I don't know what type of shame that Noah dealt with as he was building this huge boat. And I thought this probably was probably drunkenness. <laughs> yeah, the whole time he built it, I was just drunk, man. I mean, he might have been an alcoholic, dude. I, I mean, honestly, if the first thing he got yeah, off the boat yeah. is drank. Listen, man, you, you'd be trapped on the boat for a, a year with your family. Like, yeah, <laughs> he was on it for a year. That's that's yeah. an that's an amazing question. Yeah, you're on a boat, right? You're the only your family survives. You got a bunch of animals, man, literally, for in real. the back seat. Animals for real. Right? So how long was he? How long was he on the ark? He was on there uh, almost a year, a lunar almost. year, uh, like ten days longer than a lunar year. Okay, you're smart. So yeah. well, I just so he lands the boat. Yeah. First thing I'm gonna do is plant a vineyard, man. Like, what's the first thing you would do coming off a boat after a year and ten days? You know what I'm well, saying? He, he just, did, well, let's be honest. He did sacrifice. <laughs> he did sacrifice. He made a sacrifice, yeah, 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 yeah. and then he got drunk. So he had a barbecue with wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, not that he didn't do that. It's biblical, no. but uh, I I think this is important though. Okay, so for somebody who may be listening, and you guys know this. Where you may start does not necessarily mean that's where you finish. So the environment you start in doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to operate fully till you get to the other environment. Okay, so we we build boats on dry land, but they're meant to be in the water. We build airplanes on grounds, and they're meant to be where? In the air. Hmm. And so God, I think, also is saying that just because you may start in a particular place— that doesn't mean that you'll ever be, that your potential is limited by that place. You just need to get into the right season. And I see Noah through vulnerability really expressing that, that the boat's built on dry land, but it's really get its best use in the water. And, uh, and like airplanes and other things uh, in, in, in society. And I think more importantly for us as individuals, for people, when we see ourselves as God sees us, I may have started someplace, but I end someplace else. And so that leads me to this point. We don't hear about where Noah actually started. We don't know, like, okay, so what land was he in? Like, where was his his city that he was from? It just says that the people were continually this way. And then out of nowhere, we see that all of a sudden God lands him somewhere, Mount Ararat. Where he landed is a lot more important where he started. Exactly, right? <laughs> a so, lot more important. Exactly. So the whole mountain range that he lands on means curse reversed. So he just simply has transitioned this man from a place of violence, calamity. Men's thoughts were continually evil. They didn't have any, they, they want to do their own thing. They didn't care who would hurt, who would impede it. It was all about pleasure. The, the curse was there and in full effect. And now all of a sudden we see God landing him through this vehicle of vulnerability on a place where the curse has been reversed. Mm. And I think that God's doing that with people, that he's taking us, if we are vulnerable enough, we can take that trip to where we're in a place where people don't recognize us anymore when we're vulnerable. Like, man, wow. are you, is that you, Casey? <clears throat> like, how did you get from where I saw you in high school to now? Mm-hmm. Well, the vehicle well, of vulnerability. Is how taken. about, Yeah, and I think AA understands this. Yeah. Vulnerability is a prerequisite for transformation. Come on, see? Yeah. Right? You got to get vulnerable, right? You can't. Admit. That I have a problem. Yes. It, yeah. That's the first step is admission. admission. Owning it. Man. You own it. Like, but what's yeah. the word? But, but what keeps us from owning it? Shame. Shame. Pride. Shame is the, it is the brakes. You know, if vulnerability is the vehicle, then shame is the air brake. It's the, cr- wow. it's, it's everything because we don't want to, but that's why the scripture says that we can confess our faults one to another. Shame can only be overcome. It cannot be overcome in a vacuum. You cannot overcome it by yourself. Because it loves to hide, it breeds in secrecy and judgment. Mm. It can only come forth when we do the scripture. The scripture says we confess our faults one to another. I have to get vulnerable with an individual to overcome shame, which means I need your empathy to really be able to take me from this place of shame. I need you to be able to look at me and say, Pastor, me too. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You're str- as pastors, we, yeah. You struggling? Yeah. yeah, I struggle with that too. Yeah. And that immediately gives me the courage to say, you know what, I can be vulnerable in this way. And God knew that. So there's nothing new under the sun, right? 
Yeah, there's freedom in it, man. It's freedom in it. Yeah, and, and light, you know what I mean? And so yeah. living in the light, like live in the light. Don't live. What you're saying, like it breeds, it breeds in darkness, you know what I mean? And the long, it's a sickness, man, and it keeps getting worse. It doesn't get better, you know what I mean? You can't, okay, well, I'm going to stop, and then, you know, it'll go away after a while. But, man, you know, you have to, you have to get, and that's what, you know, that's the plan of the enemy, man. You know, keep, keep, to keep from connection, anything from connection, right? right? right, right. Connection with God is everything is what he died for you know what i mean so anything yeah. to keep yeah. from connecting if you're not in the light you're not going to connect you know what i mean and when you're in your shame and your guilt dude and that's a that's a problem we all struggle with yeah, I, and i struggle with that too man yeah i had a, I had a long I, I had a long road man you know and i want to say this dude because someone needs to hear this because this is important and this was said to you know in our conversation earlier with pastor jeff when we were eating man i had a long road you know what i mean and the road you know, the road that far out is long, but mm. the road back is, is mm. the same amount of time and it mm. takes time. You mm. know what I mean? And it takes time, but you will yeah. end, but the path never left. Come on. Right. So speak when you it. steer off the path, yeah, speak you it. know, that long road that you took, mm-hmm. you're going to have to go back that long road, you mm. know, sometimes. And man, I know God works in grace and things like that. And so, you know, definitely, but the road back is just as long as the road out, wow. you know what I mean? And coming back right to where the path was at, you know, and that's a lot, it's a long wow. time, man. And that the shame comes with that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's a that's a byproduct of 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 a life lived like that, a life spent, you know, prodigal, you know, a life spent like that. Well, Casey, tell me this, and you, I mean, just talking from your personal story, and I could share some too. But uh, when we look in Revelation twelve, and we see that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, that is just the testimony is a byproduct of us exposing shame, and yeah. we just bring it out, and say, hey, listen, I used to be. I was that. Amen. I did that. Right. Well, I can either use my shame as a as a reason to stay in the darkness, or I can right. use that shame to to the advantage. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and to and that's where coming, being honest mm-hmm. about struggles and things like that, yeah. and being honest with your yeah. testimony, yeah. is it, it's incredible weapon. It's an incredible weapon in the hands of God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. You can you can share, and people can relate and say, "Wow, somebody is." honest enough to talk about what I am dealing with in darkness right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that yeah. creates what? Encouragement. Well, Encouragement. What does around. it do? It robs that weapon of its ability to, mm. to give a death blow. Come on. Right. right? I, so I was doing this. I'm no longer doing that. At one point in time, I had a grip on me. It no longer has power of me. You've just removed the power of that weapon. Christ set me free. Yeah. Yeah. And And so, and so people need to know Mm -hmm. that those same weapons, those same things that they're struggling with, if they don't have power over one man, they can't have power over. Well, what did he say? My strength is perfect in weakness, man. And I think that in our in our churches, especially in Western culture, we have a real problem being fake, dude. That's why the that's yeah. why the people hate yeah. the Christian, yeah. hate the church, is because of, for by and large, and I'll say this, dude, I don't care. It's fake, <laughs> dude. We have a lot of people being fake, dude. Saying it's oh, well, how are you this morning? Oh, well, two breasths to be stressed, bro. That you know, that's not the truth, man. Come on, like be honest, and it's yeah. okay to be honest yeah. and struggling as a Christian. And that's yeah. the thing. People think that they have to live up to a certain expectations. That's why the shame keeps them down because they're ashamed that they're not living up to what these other Christians tell them is the standard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and so rather than, ra- rather than, than own it, right. Own yeah. it and be mm-hmm. honest and yeah. say, wow, I am struggling as a Christian, bro. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest God. with that. I'll rock that to the day I die. I am a struggling Christian. Yeah. People that know me that are close to me know that I'm a struggling Christian. I'll struggle, yeah. dude. And that's fine. It's okay to struggle, man. Yeah. You know, but we have a, we have a, we placate, we, we, we oh, front, yeah. you know, yeah, we, we front, we, mm-hmm. we do. And, and it's so easy on social media to put your best foot forward. I was thinking about that to, dude, literally on the way home, I was trying to craft this phrase in my, in my mind because it was powerful to me is that they say you can't judge a book by its cover series thinking I'm talking to her. They say you can't judge a book by its cover, but it's hard to get to know somebody when all they give you is a book full of covers. <sighs> Come on, man. Did you put that out? I didn't even see it, man. Did I didn't you put, put that? that out. No, you post that, I was man. thinking about it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Post it's like that. people are always covering up. It's all. Covered. You know what I'm saying? It's all a cover. It's all a right. Cover. Think about the cover of a book. It's yeah. the best image. It's the biggest type. Come on, right? It's meant to sell. It's meant to capture you. Yeah. Oh, look at that yeah. sweet image. Yeah. Oh, look. You know, Bro. like oh man, you know, bestseller. And you equate the contents to the cover of the book. That's right, what and that's what people are doing. They're putting their best foot forward, bro. On, you know, and hiding and hiding doesn't cover the multitude of sins, bro. 
love, love that. covers no. a multitude. But how oh. can you how can you get that love if you don't if you're, you're not if vulnerable. you're not honest yeah. and you're not vulnerable <clears throat> to come to somebody to be loved on, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, man. So I was thinking about just a little bit earlier, I had this thought and I don't know if maybe you can help me flesh it out a little bit, but we're talking about mm-hmm. this 98%, right? But then there's like this 2%, you know, yeah. I, I wonder if, if that 2% is what Jesus was talking about when he said faith of a mustard seed. Think about how Stop. tiny, What's going on? Stop it, man. Think, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Think about how tiny that seed was, right? It, it, it's minuscule. Oh man. But it's the results minuscule. are a tree. But you know what? Here's what it is, though. It's easy to give the 98%. It's not hard to get up and go to church. No, no. It's not hard to show up at a group where they're going to feed you and only be an hour yeah, long and yeah. not impede on your time. It's that 2%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's that little bit. It, it, yeah, that comes. It's, it's, it's in the spirit, man. It's that trust. It it's all your heart. It's like, Lord, can you have all my heart? And it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to let those things go, man. Man, this is good. For real. I mean... <laughs> No, I mean it just it 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 brings out so much more here in you guys and uh to really be honest with you uh I I me personally I've been stopped because of this this 2%. I think in other areas of my life, man. I mean if I'm really honest with you, you know what I mean? I if I measure myself by somebody else, then they're doing about 97, I'll do about 97, we're good. You know or I'll do 98, they're doing 97. You know what I mean? But I'm really not doing my all, right? I'm just doing enough to stay out of the to stay out of the way, to stay out of the fray, to stay out of the ridicule, to stay off of the the bad list, the black list, stay off of people's radar of saying not enough, not measuring up, not getting it done. And uh, the and if I stay that way, I'll always play small. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll never be 100 because I'm still comparing to you. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that's sad. Or, or even or even scared to rise above because a lot yeah. of people, and you know, and that sounds, people are going to take that as prideful or arrogant, man. You know, oh, well, you're saying you're supposed to be better than somebody. Well, you know, not better than somebody, but not excelling past a level that you know that you can excel just for the sake of, or even if you look at your, down on yourself or you don't think that you can excel. But bro, we we're the human. We are important, right? We were important enough to die for. You know what I mean? And so you got to realize that a hundred percent. Like so, a hundred percent. And man, I stick. Gosh, that word sticking with me, man. Two that in that two percent, the possibility. That's two. What if that? What if that two percent, bro? That we're that we're not giving is the difference between telling somebody on the street that's lame to get up and walk and them doing it. You know what I mean? What if it's in that two <laughs> no, yes. percent? Oh, yeah. Well, we're wondering. What we're wondering, God. right? We're yeah. wondering where the yeah, church has gone, yeah. where it's been yeah. at, yeah. where yeah. where. The yeah. people that are, you know, where, mm. why is that not happened here? Well, maybe it's in that 2%, bro. Like yeah. how do Lord help yeah. us to see how we can give it all, dude. You know what I yeah. mean? And not, and not fake give it all because yeah. people fake give it all all the yeah. time, dude. But in the, in their minds, dude, they still have their fail safes, man. No fail safes anymore, man. There's no yeah. safety net. You know what I mean? You're just going to have to let go and trust that he's going to catch you. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a lot of, there's a lot of idolatry that is stopping true vulnerability yeah Yeah. self-idolatry yeah it's self yeah yeah. i mean it's lean not on your yeah Yeah. you self jesus said if any man would come after me he must deny himself daily take up his cross daily and follow me so so jesus calls us to daily vulnerability daily vulnerability man is it is i mean ask the real question when was the last time you had a conversation with any christian and they they said, yeah, man, vulnerability is like a crucial part of my daily walk. Well, no, because titles, you can't keep titles and be vulnerable, right? The rich, <laughs> the rich young ruler, you know what I mean? Yeah. For you to yes. really get the, I can't keep this title and be with you. You yeah. know what I mean? I can't yeah. keep these. So, well, then there's then there's an issue of identity. What is vulnerability going to do to my identity? Yeah. What is this? I've created this this persona. Brand. Yeah. This, this cover. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blow my cover all of a I'm sudden. I'm going to blow yeah. my cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh darn. Yeah. How many of us are hiding, man? I'm going to blow my cover. I'm going to blow it, I'm man. so afraid to blow They're my gonna cover. They're going to find out. Right. You know what I mean? And really, to be honest with you, we already know. I mean, you already know. You spend time yeah. with people long enough, I already know what they, they're dealing with. You yeah. already know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have to. I mean, that's the thing that we, and we're still duped by that. And so, Brene Brown, I want to give credit to Brene Brown because she's the one, she's done a ton of research on this whole idea of shame, vulnerability. And uh, and uh, just what it does for men and women, but there's no spiritual slant on it. So I wanted, to, I really wanted to bring out mm. that this isn't just Brene study stuff, but this is scriptural. 
right? Yeah. This is God saying it before <clears throat> anybody else, you know. Yeah. So let's let's um, let's look for the solution, right? Because let's my question it. is always: mm-hmm. Casey knows this. What do we do? Yeah. What do we do right? now? What do we do now? Yeah. What is practical vulnerability for the Christ follower? Yeah. I well. I'll, I'm always like this. I feel like that it, it requires a framework. And if I could just go back to Casey's uh, analogy of the tree and have, having, what do you call it, a tether point? What was it? It's a, an anchor, the anchor an point. An anchor point. Uh, God, God gives us people to be our anchor point, that in the confessing our faults one to another, mm. that there's a safety in that counsel and that wisdom is a safety when we find other believers, other friends, other people we could share our, our, our stuff with. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if they're going to be people of faith and they're going to pray, they're going to say, hey, what? I mean, I know you're going through that, man, but God is gracious. He's full of mercy. Uh, you you did that. You used to be that. But, man, God is always a redeemer. Someone, to me personally, I don't have those types of relationships. Is And I don't think you need 50 of them. I'm just saying yeah. you need to have some. And, and if you don't have some. Let me just tell people, social media is not your confidence. Say it again. Social media is not your Gosh. confidant. You can't, you can't, you can't, 50 <laughs> likes is not going to help me. A hundred likes is not going to help me. When I'm feeling like, I've seen people who are suicidal and you guys know this. I've seen people who were, I don't know, not want to say faking suicidal, but they were, they were, they were saying they were having suicidal thoughts. I, I think I want to leave so that they could get people to like, respond, tell them how much they love them. Don't do it. Where are you at? I'm coming to you. And, and and really be honest with you, it's just a hit. It's a gratification. It's just a hit. You're gonna go back to that. You need to get you you're gonna have to have more than that. Facebook never saved anybody. Yeah, yeah. also quit play, quit 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 praying on Facebook, please. Can you stop do that? Can you stop <laughs> doing that, please? Wow. Dear Lord, I wanna I wanna Wow a stop, Maserati. please. You, you, <laughs> so go into your closet and do that, bro. Facebook Come in the on, closet. <laughs> I can hear them shutting Uh-oh. the computer window right now. They don't went too far. Casey. Casey. Oh, Bye, yeah. Casey. That's right. I forgot we were oh, in this man. for the likes. But I like what you said. You said it's the cover. It's the cover, right? The co- book of covers. The yeah. book of covers, man. That's what that. Yeah, I was thinking about it as far as social media is concerned. It's the book of covers. So what would you say? I mean, I've given my talk. The pop-up book, bro. It's for kids. You know? Yeah, well... <laughs> Come on, man. I give him my thought, Pastor Jason. I mean, I you know I think practical it's, vulnerability. It it comes down to you having one safe place. If you can't have a safe place where you can walk out of there, say some things, and people won't look at you funny, different, think that you lost your mind, feel like that you owe them something, or that they can't talk to you anymore because you've gotten too radical, or you too unsafe, or too dirty, or too, then you you have to find something like that. Man, I tell you what. I've been having a lot of conversation with people lately about this, and I think that um, there's not been a lot of vulnerability concerning spiritual experiences. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, specifically, we don't have to get too much into this, but specifically concerning, like, you know, um, in the last days, I'll pour my spirit on all people. There'll be prophecies, visions, dreams, that kind of thing. And, man, the, the Lord's speaking to people. In a lot of different ways, and people aren't sharing it because they're like, man, I think I'm going to sound crazy. You know, that kind of thing. So you said you can't walk out of there, you know, without, you know, people, you know, people not going to call you crazy, that kind of thing. I, but it's true. Like, there needs to be that safe place that you're talking about. And, you know, I I would hope that people listening, if that they would have that safe place. You know what I mean? Like, I know I've got people I can go to, you know, yeah. and I, I yeah. it I'm, I'm. I'm blessed. And I think, you know, we just, we just, uh, launched the uh, podcast on hospitality, Mm. but I think hospitality plays into vulnerability Mm -hmm. to be hospitable Mm -hmm. means to allow someone to be vulnerable around you Mm -hmm. and that we need that hospitable place where, um, vulnerability can, we can lay our heart out on the table, so to speak. And then people are going to be there to empathize, just like you said. Yeah. Right. But it it takes a special kind of person, and so it's the only antidote to yeah. to, sh- to vulnerability. Shame. Is, the only antidote to shame is vulnerability. I mean, the only yeah. antidote to shame is Confession. empathy. Empathy. You know what I mean? Empathy. You gotta. Yeah. If you're gonna, you gotta have somebody who's gonna say me too. I mean, and I and that's not my phrase. That's Brene's. But I think as we look at the scripture in James five sixteen is the verse that I was talking about. Uh, just for the the the, the listeners, it's the scriptures. King James. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, mm. 
that ye may be healed. The mm. effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Availeth much. It's powerful that is the, and effective. Yeah. Yes, the healing. The healing then, uh, it, it, that that's really what we're talking about. Man, if I'm telling you the truth about what I feel like on some days and what I what I think sometimes. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Like Come what on. I really think sometimes. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's nasty, dirty stuff because the heart ugly. is just desperately wicked, yep. the scripture says. You know what yep. I mean? Not just in me, but in everybody, right? So <clears throat> it gets so wicked and so nasty sometimes, it makes me wonder, like, man, yeah. what's up with you, man? Yeah. Are you really thinking that way? Yeah. Well, I think that um, I think that the most empathetic person that ever walked the face of the planet, his name is Jesus, come right? On, on. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize about. with our weakness. Yes. Right. For yeah. He was tempted yeah. by all that we've yeah. been tempted. And so, yeah. you know, you might be listening and you're like, I don't know that person. I don't know who that is, man. I'll tell you what, there's a God in heaven <laughs> who is a father. Jesus said, our father in heaven. Yes. yes. What parent isn't empathetic mm. towards their children yes. that they love? Yes. And so you can literally cry out to the father. I mean, you can confess to God all day long. Jesus, it, it, it is said of Jesus that he, if you confess, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you of all, un, all unrighteousness. So you come vulnerable. Yeah. You say, here I am vulnerable. Not only does he empathize and forgive, he also cleanses you. He removes shame. He, yeah. He removes the shame yeah. Yeah. and then he, he thrusts you forward, right? He put he man. It's that's an amazing thing. We I mean the prodigal son. Uh, there's a story in Revelation. I mean, yeah. prodigal son shows up in all his sin. Yeah. Put a ring on his finger. Put sandals on his feet. Put a robe on him. Slay the fattened calf. Yeah. My son has come home. He was lost. He's found. Let's party. Shame gone. Shame gone. And that is the that is the acceptance. Um, that that's the gala. Yeah. For you know what I mean for yeah. for vulnerability. Like hey, right. I'm a, I'm gonna be vulnerable. Go you're home. vulnerable with the Lord. You yeah. come, you show up in all your guilt and all your shame and all your grossness. Yeah. We're going to party. He's, he's going to party. Yes. Heaven he's is not, interrupted. What's he going to do? Say, get away from me? Oh, man, I think people feel that because they think that he's like human. You know what I mean? In that sense, like he's, he thinks like us and he doesn't. Let me, let me give you this. So the woman caught in adultery, right? Yeah. Did, so you either... Put yourself in a vulnerable vulnerable position, or you get put in a vulnerable position. Good, I like that. Right? Yeah. However, yeah. Even if you get put in that vulnerable condition, you've got this woman who was caught in the act of adultery. I don't know if she was just caught, or if she had been caught and then they held her for a little while and then yeah. brought her. But if she had just been caught, yeah, she was still still sweaty, sweaty. You know what I mean? Maybe too much for some people. We yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Sweaty on the yeah. ground. Yeah. You know, just caught in the act. Just in the act. With the judgment of the law being death. Yes. I mean, the, it has already been written. There's no judge, jury, executioner. No, the law had been yeah. written. And the Pharisees said, caught in adultery, you die. Well, Jesus, him. what you going to do? Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, if you don't have sin, cast for a stone. And then, and it's then he empathy. says empathy and then he says has no one condemned you so there's no condemnation so where are the people you right. accuse you yeah where are your accusers neither do i condemn you now go and leave your life of sin come on yeah, yeah. so yeah. he gives her yeah. it even having been placed in a position of vulnerability that she probably didn't want there's empathy so how much more if you place yourself in a position of Gosh, vulnerability come on that's good. God is so good, bro. He catches you either way. Yeah, right? <laughs> run home, run home, dirty dude. We're gonna party. Run dirty. We got Noah in the Ooh, back bartending. Dude. We got like, Noah in the back barbecuing. <laughs> <the> bartending. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be on party. God, run dirty, man. Oh run man, dirty. can man, you believe like, that? Yeah. I mean, it just is just so layered. I've been really wrestling with it because as a, a young man, especially growing up in urban environments, there's really broken home young mother there's really no place to be vulnerable it's survival and i, I mean there's a lot of people out there just surviving and so survival doesn't lend itself to yeah. being vulnerable yeah and if you're weak you get attacked by the pack yeah why are christians yeah. like that too no man? for Some real of the church is like for real. that for real you're yeah. weak you get attacked by the pack 
Yeah. I thought he said something about wolves in sheep clothing. <laughs> I meant to tell you. God, I just I need to apologize on behalf of the church. If there's been any individual who's put themselves in a vulnerable vulnerable position yeah. and has reached out mm. to any member, any self-professed Christian mm-hmm. or pastor mm-hmm. or churchgoer, and you've not been met with love and empathy, mm-hmm. and you've been attacked by the pack, I am sorry from the bottom of my heart, because yeah. that is not the heart of Christ. No, we're not all like that. And I'll, I'll say this, that God's grace is sufficient for us. It sure is. And so we, and I'm not by any means saying that, hey, listen, we don't have to, 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 to do our best because we can just be vulnerable and say, oh, I messed that up. <laughs> we can just roll around and not be intentional. I'm just saying it from the perspective of a, a deeper place, not, not getting work done. That doesn't give you a buy because we say you're all oh, vulnerable enough to say that I, I'm not cutting it. Oh, well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, really the deeper level of that vulnerability that where he says, look, I got scars too. So I'm not talking about performance in the sense that you're not measuring up, not going to work, not, not, not taking care of business. I'm not saying that I'm talking about it on a deeper level. Cause I don't want people to get those two confused and say, well, if I'm vulnerable, then I'm cool. And just say, well, grace is there for me, so I'm good. But I'm I'm talking about that deeper thing that says that my faith, my whole... And I'm glad that we're using the word vulnerability and not faith. Because sometimes faith is so ambiguous. It's just... It's just this huge even concept. The, even the demons yeah. have faith. All right. Yeah. Well, the demons believe in shudder. Yeah. I just think this is sometimes it's just so huge. I like the word vulnerability. Yeah. Now, we're, we're, of course, it's faith. Don't get me wrong. It, it takes yeah. faith to say... Me, I'm an issue. I got this, or I'm going yeah. on with that. But I like it's that a word. different level. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's, there's a different depth to that word, and and so practical vulnerability. I think not only with man, but also obviously with God. Yes, right. God mm-hmm. with God first, mm-hmm. but God has also placed man around us. Yeah, to be there. Dude, so that we can be God made himself vulnerable, dude. That's trippy. That is really you see, I was I wasn't gonna because I like our time was supposed to like, that's when you really think about that, to strip yourself of your glory. Of almighty to be born of a woman. Omnipotent dude. Yeah. What said that he he who was rich became poor so that became poor, poor so that we might become rich. So I'm got I got vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And even then at in in Gethsemane. Get vulnerable. Not my will, but your will be done. You, you know, know I, mean? I bet I bet there's some some good analogy of you you suiting up every day and going out there with a badge on, making yourself vulnerable for the protection yeah. and the wealth the welfare of the city. I hadn't even thought of. I mean, because you, you got your stuff on, your armor on, so you feel like that. You know, I'm I'm prepared, but you you. But you also make yourself a target. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You do, and I think Christians are the same way. Yeah. I mean, we we. We're easy targets. And not just law enforcement or first responders, but we're we're first responders spiritually. Yeah. I mean, so when things happen spiritually, we're supposed to be the first ones. When other people are running away from it, we're supposed to be running to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like we see 9-11, all firemen running up when others are running down. That's that's what Christians are supposed to be doing. Yeah. To the broken, the lost, the hurting. Exactly. Where is that? Yeah. yeah. Expose. Yeah. When the enemy attacks, we run in. <clears throat> so. Yeah. But that takes... That takes, you know what I mean? That takes a lot of courage and, and not just in in the sterile Sunday morning, I'm getting my ticket punched, but to really get in and <laughs> and go to that next level, it says like, I and, and let me just say this, people who are first responders, they have to train themselves to do that. You just don't run in because you just want to be yeah. a hero. I mean, you, yeah. you train to go... To have that mindset to say, I can do this, you know, I'm going to overcome these fears, these obstacles. Yeah. You courage know? courage isn't courage because you're brave. Courage is because you're scared and you do it anyway. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 It's not an absence of fear. Man, I, I man, there, this verse in scripture, dude, like that always just destroys me, man. It's like there's a victory or there's a, there's a description of Christ when he's getting ready to go on into Jerusalem. Okay. And, and he said yeah. that it, he said his face as Flint. Yeah. Oh, right. wow. And right. Basically, Good. like, rolled up his sleeves. Like, knowing what was going to happen, you yeah. know what I mean? That, that's, that, to me, is courage, you yeah. know what I mean? In the face of fear that he wow. was sweating drops of blood. Yeah. But that's courage. Yeah. But that's also a place of, he was being vulnerable. Look, I'm Gosh. about to get, I'm about to get destroyed. Serious. That it, That's vulnerable, but there was strength in that moment. There was courage in that moment. Yeah. There was a rising up in that moment because he knew what he had to do, right? 
but it was still vulnerable. It was still in a, it was extreme strength in a moment of extreme vulnerability. Well, the, and I think my strength is made perfect. And yeah. But I think you go back to Gethsemane as Jesus is displaying. We so we talked about having a structure of people we can talk to. Jesus is displaying. Okay. So he comes to his disciples a couple of times. He says, can you guys not pray with me one hour? You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. times when we got, we have friends, right? We got relationships. And, but then there's that, there's times when we can only go to him, the Lord, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, it wasn't because his friends left him, but eventually he got okay with like, listen, Lord, I'm gonna trust you. I mean, they won't pray with me right now. They fall asleep. Their human frailties, the limitations of what they can do. It's cool. I get it. And, but then he says, then he's okay though, because he's like, Lord, if there's any other way, no, it's not. Okay. I trust you, you know, not my will, your will. If that's what it is, there's no other way this cup can be taken. Then, okay, I trust you. And that's tough, man. I mean, ultimately, you got your tight group, James, John, Peter. But then even then, when it all came down to it, it was him and the father. Yeah. You know what I mean? So relationship. Man, I'll tell you what. I'm wrecked. (laughs) Sleep good tonight. W-R-E-K-T, wrecked. Oh, yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't even... I don't even have it in me to just sign off, man. Dion, let, I'll, I'll leave it up to you, man. Close this out. Leave the people with the with the word. Okay, yeah. Hey, I want to tell you guys thank you for inviting me on the show today. But, Absolutely. Yeah, man. But uh, Oh, it's a show. But it's a show. <laughs> yeah. The show, the Salty Dog Show. Uh, I am I am just humbled uh, as we, we kind of conclude here. I just want to talk to some people who feel like that for whatever reason, they haven't been able to stand, stay vertical. They've been, they've been leaning on their own things, their own constructs, the things that keep them up, prop them up, give them significance in some, in somebody's eyes, their eyes, their family's eyes, the community. Uh, they've been, or, or there's someone out there who's been thinking about how am I going to get from here to there? How am I going to tra- change my life? How am I going to transition with this whole Jesus thing, with this Lord thing? What what is that going to look like? How am I going to get from this place of brokenness and destruction and less than to where God really wants me to be, where he wants to, he wants to reverse the curse in my life. Or somebody's just like, they don't know what victory looks like because they've never really gotten vulnerable long enough really to see that God is using that as their vehicle. He's really using that for them to stay vertical. He's using that as his calling card that he would take those areas of our lives that we would be ashamed of, that the enemy will want us to keep hidden, want us to keep small, that God really wants to use that as his calling card that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. And so if you're out there and you're thinking, listen, I don't have a set of friends. I don't have somebody to go to. I don't have any place to get vulnerable. I don't have anybody to talk to about this that would be able to share uh, sound wisdom and love and care for me right where I'm at. And I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God would bring somebody in your life. You would cross paths with them and that you would your your ears would be perked up when you see or you run into them. You would know that this is the person. This is the place. This is the time. So let me just pray. I want to pray for some people out there today that may or may not know the Lord Jesus Christ. But, you you know, after hearing this podcast, you're saying, you know, what what is my next step uh, beyond just getting a, a group of friends? You need a father. You need a relationship with Jesus Christ. And and without that, none of the stuff we're talking about even matters. He got vulnerable. He got weak for us that we would be able to then be strong. And so I'm praying that you would accept him as your Lord and Savior and that you would then realize that ultimately you put yourself in a position of the best vulnerability because he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He won't drop us. Father, I just thank you so much for those who are listening. I thank you for everybody who's ever struggled with the shame that comes from the enemy's plan to make us think that God doesn't want to deal with our vulnerabilities. I pray that you would continually shine light in these dark places, exposing the liar for who he is and giving us the courage and the strength that's necessary to trust you in every way. We read the scripture in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him that he would direct our paths. There's people who've been wandering for a long time, fatigued and tired of trying to do it their own way. God, I thank you that they're standing vertical now in you by faith. They trust you. 
They want to they want to see where this journey takes them, and they know they can't take themselves there. They have to go with you. So if you're out and you're listening, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father, I thank you for sending your son into the earth, being the first to get vulnerable so that we could get vulnerable. Thank you for him living a sinless life. I thank you that he lived a life with me in mind. And God, now I receive the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, and I accept his sacrifice for myself, that you would exchange my brokenness, my weakness for his strength and his wholeness. Thank you, God, that he's more than just a savior, but now I want him to be Lord. I want him to order my steps. I want him to tell me what to do, when to do it, how to do it, because I can't see it all. I don't know it all, and I need help. God, thank you for coming in and saving me and giving me an opportunity to really communicate on the way you want me to communicate with the Father. We trust you. I trust you. And I pray that you will continue to give me understanding and connect me with the right people so that I can continue to take steps in this journey with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tell us real quick where we can find your ministry online. Oh, at Mending Place. That's M-E-N-D-I-N-G Place, P-L-A-C-E dot com. Sounds good. Love you guys. Peace out. Mm-hmm.